0: Hi, friends. Welcome to Womankind. I'm your host, Kelsey Novitz, and I'm here with my guest this week, Unha So. Hi, Unha.
1: Hi. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great.
0: Welcome to the show today. Uh, We're talking to Unha, who is – she's a jazz pianist – Um, and she's also working on her master's in music at at SUNY Purchase. So we're going to talk a little bit about those things today. But before we get into that, Unha, tell us a little bit about your story. What is your background? Where are you from?
1: Oh, okay. I'm from Korea, and I moved to the States when I was 14. Uh, I moved to Colorado because my dad got a job. In Colorado, and my entire family moved to Colorado, and uh, I started going to high school. I I, I remember the first day I went to uh, high school in in uh, in the states. It it was homecoming day, and I was just being surprised that oh, this is like what American school is like like party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a day to start! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I was very confused. It was very different. And, um, it, but it was cool though. Uh, I didn't know, like so I'm majoring jazz piano right now, but I didn't know what jazz really is, or I don't know. I, I'm still, still learning and still figuring out. But, um, in high school is when I started being in jazz band in high school music uh, class. And that's when I got interested in learning jazz and I was introduced to a private teacher who was teaching jazz. And yeah, uh, then I decided to go to college and uh, to major in jazz studies. And nice. I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: So you did play. So piano has always kind of been your
1: instrument, right? Yeah, it, it has been. I started when I was six years old I started playing classical and I I also grew up in church so that's when I started wanting to like play more piano and get involved in church and yeah Mm -hmm. nice so I mean you've had an interest in
0: music since a very young age so at what point did you decide that music could potentially be a career for you
1: um, I think it's it started when I was uh, in fourth grade. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting. It, it wasn't, I don't know, I just liked playing piano, but my, I, I was taking lessons, classical lessons, and it kind of started as my mom wanting me to take it more seriously, and was telling my teacher, like, oh, yeah, like, we'll see what she, if she wants to maybe do this. I don't know what my mom's intention was then, but I think at a young age, just hearing that, I was just thinking, oh, maybe I can do that. Maybe that's something that um, I would want to do. And, yeah. I didn't want to be a pianist growing up, but I was really yeah, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a scientist. <laughs> but- but um, yeah, it, it started like that. But uh, but now, I think I'm in it for the music more so than what my parents' expectation is, or what you know, anything more external than just internally. I wanna do this now. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I forget. I'm forgetting the question. Then. <laughs> oh, it? you
0: answered the question. It was oh, okay. um, like at one point, did you decide that? um music could potentially be like a career for you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that covered it. But so you started out with an interest or at least started out learning like classical music and then kind of transitioned over to jazz. So what was it about jazz that like t- got your attention?
1: I was fortunate to study with some great teachers and mentors when I was in high school. Uh I met these people through this nonprofit nonprofit jazz organization uh, called CCJA, Colorado Conservatory for the Jazz Arts, and I was a part of it and went to camps and their small group sessions throughout the school year and, and camp summer camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the faculty that w- there uh, was actually the people who were active in the scene and professionally working playing music and touring and and looking at them I and then they were also teaching and interacting with the students and and that's when I I saw them doing that. And I, I was thinking that oh I want to do that I want to do what they're doing and you know I, I mentioned that I wanted to be a teacher elementary school teacher growing up and it just seemed like a you know, uh, something that I can see myself doing, what they were doing for me at the camp. So do you and ever teach music? I do. I oh, do. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I, it's funny cause I ended up becoming a part of the organization when I, towards the end of my college years. And nice. Yeah. So, um, so sorry. So speaking of the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, go ahead. From, yeah. Classical to jazz that, uh, I, wanted, I I like the freedom that jazz had. Classical piece, it's you're given this piece by the composer and you're you're putting your interpretation but still the the notes are gonna be the same. Pretty much. And it's all written now on the paper, but I like the fact that I could playing jazz, I could be a composer and a player, if that makes sense. Totally.
0: So you are yeah. also a composer, like you write your own music.
1: Yes, I do. I do. Actually, I have an album coming out that I recorded last summer. and Yay. I'm go- Yeah, I'm <laughs> very excited. And I'm going to go back to Colorado and edit these tracks um, this beginning of April and hope to release it soon. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, when when will that be released? Because we can promote that here on the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I I honestly not, I'm not sure. There's a couple more steps I need to take to release, but sometime this year, for oh, sure. Okay. Either um, fall or um, summer, it's probably more like fall. <laughs> okay, we'll be on the lookout for that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, <wow. laughs> so you're a jazz musician. You're pursuing music as a career. You're a teacher. You have an album coming out. You have a lot going on.
1: Yeah, I, not, I, I guess if you put it like that, it sounds like it. But <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you know, live day by day. and. But right now, I think I'm pretty focused on, like, learning. Getting the most education I can get possibly out of being in New York and going to school and having the t- teachers that I have, which I'm feel super fortunate because they're uh, looking out for me, not just musically or not just as a student, but as a you know personally too, mm-hmm. and I feel very fortunate. Oh, that's the, awesome. Yeah.
0: So, you pursued your undergraduate degree in Denver, and then now you're at SUNY Purchase. So, we talked about this a little bit before. What is the difference between, like, the jazz music scene in Denver versus, like, the jazz music scene in New York City?
1: Like, I imagine that there's some differences there. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, the difference between the jazz scene in Denver versus New York... um, I haven't been in New York too long to be honest to make like have a clear thought of Mm -hmm. thoughts about it. I've been here for like a little over a year now a year and a half. But I think the difference is is that jazz is the kind of music that is really expresses a lot it says a lot about you meaning the people who put out the music it's you you have to be a brand that's putting out the music so i think it what kind of environment you're in or your background you grew where you are from that um those elements really matters i think and I, it really shows when you play and when you create music so in denver I think the biggest thing is, I don't know if you notice this, but it's um, people are laid back and relaxed and they're just enjoying the nature, not everyone, but you have access to it, at least, if you want to. And New York is a little more faster paced and um, people, like the personalities of People's personalities are very different from Denver to New York, and I think that really reflects on the music mm-hmm. if that makes sense
0: that does and i we've talked about that before, and I thought that is like that's so interesting because there is such a difference between you know i mean like i I'm from Buffalo, so I'm not exactly East Coast, but we have more of like an a east coast like attitude, i guess like a, like we talk fast, we're busy. Um, and then I've noticed when I like visit places like Denver, like the pace is just a little bit slower. Um, and so that's interesting that that comes out in the music.
1: Yeah, I really think so. I, I mean, I knew a saxophone player that was from New York when I was in Denver. I knew a saxophone player from New York and, um, he lived in Denver for a while. He went to school out there, but I could really tell that he's from New York or he's from, you know in his playing or the way he was talking and i just feel like music is also a language so it like shows where you're from (laughs) when you play (laughs) that's cool i like that that you can tell so what so you're from
0: a few different places so what does your music reflect
1: that's like yeah so i was thinking about that too actually i talked to one of my professors at uh as SUNY Purchase purchased recently, it was just like a side conversation, not at school. I was actually at a after a show that I I saw at Dizzy's Coca Cola. Uh, yeah, it was after we saw Winnie Rosner's um, quartet, which was amazing. Uh, uh, right, right. So, um, anyway, so after the music, we saw. Yeah, my professor that I took me out there and saw the show with me. We were talking about just just being yourself, being yourself, and that uh, not just for music, but for life and everything, being myself. And then I was just telling him, like, I don't know. I'm a little confused. I'm from a lot of different places. I grew up, and he was like, well, you're a mud (laughs) from Korea and Colorado, and now you live here, and now you're at this club seeing the show. You know, I, people have different stories, and I think I just have to accept that I'm from different places, and I'm kind of in between, because I lived in Colorado for ten, uh, nine years, and I lived in Korea for 14 years, and now I'm here a little over a year, and I just have to accept it, and I'm still in the search of finding my music, Okay, how that reflects, but I think it really comes out in my compositions. And going back to the album, that I have most of the tunes, except maybe a couple or one, is my original music on the album. And I, listening back to it, because I recorded it over the summer, and I had to listen back to it before I go edit. And I, re- I think it, it really reflects on my compositions. And I'm still learning about the playings, being in New York and you know, yeah. not just playing, but I'm still learning a lot here, being in New York and observing more than ever before. But I, I think the way I grew up, you know, the influences I had when I was young, I was gonna still remain there. Even, if, even with all these new information and new experience and culture that I'm experiencing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, like your album and the type of music that you create, you are the only person that could do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're the only person who's come from all, like, had those experiences and come from those places.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I like it. I like that I was fortunate enough to experience different culture when I was and growing up. I think that was something that I felt really lucky about. And that's how my parents. I, I thank my parents for that because that's the main reason that we went to Colorado. I mean, my dad's job too, but he really wanted me and my sister to explore that at young age. Just different, different lifestyle and different language and all that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would love to talk more about that if you'd like to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have been the same person if I stayed in Colorado. I, I'm sorry, I don't think I would have been the same person if I stayed in Korea, or if I was born here only. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So,
1: what do you think would be
0: different? Um, I mean, that's like a huge question, but like, what yeah. what's something you maybe think would be different?
1: I think I would have different view or perception if I um so I guess now that I'm thinking I feel like when I hear or experience or see so yeah when I experience something new I kind of I I take it with the previous experience I've had before because i for example uh, (laughs) um if I try new types of food, I'll relate to something that I have tried before and say something like, oh, this tastes like this. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, uh, oh, this, yeah. But um, I think just experiencing something new at a young age, and I was able to just... Take it for what it is instead of making an analogy or observation about. I I was making observation, but instead of making comparison or anything, Mm -hmm. I was able to take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's
0: okay. That's so funny that you say that because I was just thinking like this week about music in general and how like I'm not very good at listening to new music. Like I listen to like the same things over and over again. And when I do listen to new music, I really need to compare it to something that I already know and like in order to like it. I'm trying to just like, when I hear a new piece of music, just say, okay, this is what it is, and then decide if I like it from there, instead of saying like, oh, this sounds like this other artist. Because like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Do as an artist, how do you feel when people compare you to like, other artists, like is that something would you rather just be taken as you know as you are as an artist, or is it like important to hear like
1: what you sound like? I think as a musician at this as a yeah I, I, even you said it it's really hard not to think about comparing it to some other music you have listened to because you need some kind of reference point to be able to um, really understand the new music. You don't, you can't just be, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I was able to do that more so when I was younger and then it just became, I was more malleable, I guess, my thoughts and my brain and everything. I was more able to observe it, just kind of. But I, I, I don't know about, I don't know, but for me personally, now it really helps to have that i i don't want to say comparison but observation making observation and taking notes about it like how you were saying about when you listen to new music mhm and when it, if people compare my music to someone that i i think i think it's really cool actually cuz nothing's really original if you think about it that's true. And, yeah, and it's really cool and it's exciting to f- find out oh, really like what I wrote sounds like this person. And it's usually... It, it's... Hmm, sometimes, I guess I see, like, sometimes it's... Oh, I don't want to sound like that or something. But I think it's, it's a personal thing when they make those kind of comments. So I can... I think those can definitely help me in different ways. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, especially if you're being compared to something that you really, like, Mm -hmm. love
1: and respect, Mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I I think it's, yeah, and it's really exciting. And then when I hear people that I like who are relatively new artists, um, my age people, maybe... Uh, if I listen to Jasmine Horn or uh, Sullivan Fortner, Jasmine Horn is a jazz singer who just won the one competition, and she's she's awesome. I got to see her live, and it's really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I I automatically want like I'm curious like what they what do they listen to? What are they influenced by? It's not like they're copying anything, but you can tell that who they're influenced by, and that's what I'm more thinking than like, oh, she sounds like she sounds like that person, you know, you know, you know, like. But it's more like I. Oh, she sounds like she's influenced by this okay. person. Okay,
0: that makes does that sense. make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, who yeah. are you influenced by with your music?
1: Oh man, I still. I really like Monk. <laughs> Thelonious Monk. Okay. I and, don't know a lot of
0: jazz musicians, so... Oh, no,
1: no. Yeah, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still finding mm-hmm. out about these people everywhere. And I'm learning so, so much every day from my peers, my professors, and I'm I'm so new. I'm so new. <laughs> I'm so new. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm... I think as of this year, going to SUNY Purchase and then meeting new people there, I think my influence has changed a lot. I started listening to more old school, um, not old school, but traditions, like Art Tatum or Duke Ellington. I'm just naming pianists, mm-hmm. but yeah, there are other instrument players too. Like I've been really getting into trumpet players like Kenny Doran, Woody Shaw. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's always exciting to find out new people, new 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 to me, people who are new to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and I think, yeah, very. Cool. And I'm still in search for finding who do I really wanna, who do I really, what do I really want to sound like? And mm-hmm. in order for me to do that, who do I need to check out? And still in search for that, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could be like a whole lifetime, couldn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I need to be patient. I need to be really patient with myself. And that's something that I'm working on. And
0: yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, let me think, is there anything else about like the jazz world or like music or things that you're working on that we haven't really touched on yet?
1: I think it's in my, I I don't know. This just something coming to my mind, but just like anything, it just takes time and effort to make things happen (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's not just for jazz it could be any art form any not even art form but any Mm -hmm. professions
0: definitely (laughs) now do you have any so I feel like in the United States and in like our culture in like our media there's sometimes this portrayal of like like parents do not want their children to pursue the arts as a career um, because it isn't, you know, necessarily guaranteed that you'll be able to make a living that way. Um, so did you experience any like pushback of that or like, is there like a different attitude in Korea than there is here about that? Um, is that something you experienced at all? Um,
1: yeah, I have definitely. I think... It's kind of similar that way in Korea that parents don't really want their... Maybe, I don't know. It's I don't know about that many parents because I only know my parents right. really. <laughs> but my mom was definitely not excited about it. And I don't really think she knew what, and maybe it comes from she not knowing what jazz really is. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, she's just looking out for me and she sees that it's not easy. Right. <laughs> and she just, she wants me to be happy and she wants me to be not stressed out. <laughs> so I think that's more so than making a living financially, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Because if I really want to do playing music, I can make a living, I can accompany people, or play at church, or I can be a public school music teacher, um, there's ways of making money, now I'm realizing more. But I think it was just more for, oh, it's like any art, having art as a career can be just, I think, difficult, just, just difficult mentally maybe (laughs) that's like what my mom was more worried about but my dad um, he I think he he, he's an engineer just to explain a little bit why he's more supportive of me doing music because he didn't know if he wanted to be an engineer he was put into engineering uh, high school and then that's all that's what he knew how to do and so he went to engineering Uh, college for engine to study how to become an engineer and he just wanted me to do something that I wanted to do I wanted to well
0: that sounds like very nice supportive parents
1: (laughs) yeah yeah they're very very supportive of me and my sister both um yeah and I feel very lucky and it's very very fortunate to have that kind of support from parents but You've probably heard about it. A lot of people who do arts in maybe just in Korea, they start really young and they get trained really like professionally at young age. And uh, I don't know if it's right thing to say, but they call them tiger mom. (laughs) I've heard that phrase before. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not. So, yeah, I, it's a little more, a little more hard, hardcore
0: or p- pushing. <laughs> well, and then that sounds like people in that position kind of end up like your dad, where when they get to the end of like schooling or whatever, they only have like one particular skill, and it just makes sense to like start a career with
1: that skill. I've heard that stories actually. I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard those stories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've but I've also heard those stories in America too. So, I oh, guess, oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it's kind of mm-hmm. similar in that ways. <laughs> I
0: also think what I said before like the um, you know, the parent parents don't understand sometimes if someone wants to be an artist. Um, but I think it's now kind of more acceptable to pursue that kind of like life in our country. Like it's like more people are doing it. Um you know, it's it's maybe a little bit more encouraged
1: in some ways. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know at least in Colorado they were trying to cut um The music education fee in public school. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, of course that's yeah. yeah. Arts and music are being cut everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And, And that's really so. When I hear that, it's like, yeah, parents might be more supportive, but there is no not enough, enough. Foundations for the students really experience that at young age and how how are they supposed to know that they want to do that if they don't even know what that is like right so these are all excellent points <laughs> <laughs> i just personal thought thats how, I, I and then the, i I went to public high school and that's that's where I started to play or at least know what about, uh, about this genre called jazz or music <laughs> American mm. music. <laughs> So, yeah. So yeah, you wouldn't
0: be here in this career unless you were exposed to that in public school.
1: Yeah, no, that's how it started. And 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 uh, of course, not to I keep mentioning, but CCJA, the nonprofit jazz organization, that that really changed mm-hmm. that a really, lot. Really put that like in really really did. Yeah, I don't think I would have been uh, pursuing this career without mm-hmm. uh, going through those public school and those that
0: CCJA <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I'm telling my listeners anything they don't know, but the arts are in schools are so important and nonprofits like this organization that Unha went through, they're so important. People yeah. m- need to be exposed to as much as they can be as early on as possible.
1: Yeah, and just like sports, it it really I learned a lot how to be a team worker.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, learning those skills does not look the same way for everybody. Mm-mm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Interesting. We everyone he- heard it here first from
1: Unha and me. <laughs> uh, 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 no. They- <laughs> It's, it's, it, I think I'm just maybe agreeing right. <laughs> with those people who, you, you know, it's nothing yeah. new. You're right, it is nothing it new. just, yeah. <laughs> so I think we'll move into the
0: questions about womanhood at this point. It um, sounds great. But yeah. before we do that, um, just let us know whenever your album comes out and we'll be on the lookout for it.
1: Yes, I will definitely do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Una, what does it mean to be a woman in 2019?
1: 2019, oh. I, I know it's already March. But <laughs> I know, I know. Time's flying. I feel like 2018 was like, a lot, a lot happened in 2018. Yeah. Like, a lot of awareness. Definitely. And, like a lot happened. And now it's it's like boiling a pot oh my gosh absolutely <laughs> yeah and now you know it's, I think it's important at least for me to not forget it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> not forget those happened and um, so just try to learn more and more every day and learn about people and be able to look at things more um not one side or I don't know but be able to look at things more with a wide spectrum Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and uh yeah and because there are a few articles I read at least in my field and Made me feel like I wasn't alone in feeling those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Do, do you feel like in your field you, there is like some discrimination against women, or there are being a woman affects you
1: in some way? I would say definitely affects me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely affects me, and I have talked to a few other female jazz musicians and. It's in (laughs) effect. How so? It's hard to say because it's different for everyone, but, um, you know, I'm sure it is like that in any field. Just, I don't know. When these articles (laughs) and these issues come, you know, to the surface, I'm part of it and we're all part of it. And uh, when there is, maybe i'm the only female and it, it sometimes it's hard to feel that we're all part of it and i have a lot of supportive friends and who are both female and male uh, but it it can be difficult i think being the female that's yeah put on the spot maybe <laughs> with these issues does that make sense yeah definitely yeah so like and- it-
0: if you play, like, a gig or something,
1: will you often be, like, the only woman? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. It, it is really a lot. I mean, my class, I'm the only female in my class. Okay. I mean, it's a small class, but, like, maybe, like, one. I'm the only one out of maybe, like, eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And it just some things that I might have to think about, some that male, maybe the other males, male musicians don't have to think about. Just, but,
0: and it, huh. Can you think of an example?
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm just, like, <laughs> being no, really... I know. It's like, it's yeah, so hard no, to process this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think. For example, uh, I guess I just I can just share my personal experience. I don't yeah. know about other people, and I've hear I've heard it, I hear it, and I sometimes I don't hear it, and sometimes they don't see it or they don't want to talk about it. Wow, I don't know why it's so difficult right now to <laughs> think think about things.
0: No, that's share.
1: okay. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a tough topic to talk about too.
1: Oh, yeah, but I... It's something that I talk about a lot and Mm -hmm. think about a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. More than maybe I need to. It's definitely making me sometimes worry too much. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, the worrying about it doesn't really do anything. That's true. (laughs) Anything positive. And... Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, this is... This happened... If I, this has happened, maybe, like, if I get any kind of, like, attention from the audience or, my musicians, then sometimes people say, or, I don't know what they're thinking in their head, but have said, like, oh, she, they don't say it directly, but it's, like, it definitely doesn't hurt that you're a female, <laughs> oh, yeah. young, you know, and or like oh, like so and so is giving you the time, or like maybe someone like yeah, uh, famous musician or something like that that I want to get to know. Oh, it's giving you time because you're yeah, a girl or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so like but, you wouldn't have those opportunities if you weren't like a young pretty girl,
1: basically. Yeah, I guess they don't say it directly, but but that's like what they're implying. Sometimes it feels like that, and it's really hard for me to tell if it's if it's my own insecurity listening to it, or that's what they really think. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because it definitely, I have a lot. You know, I, I I don't know. So I'm trying to put this all together so it can go on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Um. So yeah. Uh, yeah if I get some if I get an opportunity or a chance to play with people that I want to play musicians at high like a level uh, like uh the kind of music I want to play uh I hear that people may i people have said things like yeah I think it's one thing I can remember is that it doesn't hurt for you to be a young female
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's, like, what I've heard. hmm
0: Like, then, more than once.
1: Or just people say stuff like, oh, you're the face of the band. <laughs> and what does that mean? That's what I want to ask them. I should have asked them. And <clears throat> I was younger, and I didn't know how to yeah, feel about those. And yeah but or if I get a time a lesson or sort or something like that from a musician that I want to get a lesson with, and then yeah it's it was hard being yeah yeah it was it was hard mm-hmm. it, it's not that like anything serious, and they they could be just joking about it, but as a listener, you know it's it's some those are the things that made me think about it after listening to even though it may be have to find a moment
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean like I don't know when people joke about stuff like that though I think that they really do there's like a kernel of the truth there um and I also completely agree that when you're younger and people say things like that to you you don't really think about it it's harder to like speak
1: up at that age I would say yeah, and, yeah, um, I think, ev- I mean, even now, I think I'm just getting a little better at recognizing it, and, um, but now, I guess, I talk to a lot of people about it, but, and I feel like I know, I'm getting, I'm knowing, I'm learning better where I stand with those kind of situations, Mm-hmm. it's just hard because even though it's like not a big deal and it's still I'm just still playing music and when some situation like that happens again it's hard for me to not think about oh this is like what I heard last time this situation this opportunity that came to me mm-hmm. this kind of opportunity or opportunity to connect with people or opportunity to play and but I think I went to an uh, all-female jazz residency that, ha- that was at Pack when I was at the end of my sophomore year in college, during the summer camp. I went to a all-female jazz residency summer camp. And, yeah, I just... I didn't understand the things, maybe, that I was hearing from the... Um, yeah, but now I think I'm understanding more what, what they meant when they say, said, when they, when maybe, when people were giving advices.
0: Um. So, like, what was it like when you were in the jazz residency with, like, all women? What was that like versus, like, you know, being in a more, like, predominantly male situation? There
1: wasn't that much difference, to be honest. Oh, okay. In terms of music, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't even like, oh, yeah, like this is, I feel more. Um,
0: it was just like normal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell because yeah. I think it was mainly just at the first time, like, wow, I haven't been coming from Colorado. I was a small, small scene. Yeah, I was coming from there. It was, I had never seen these many like talented young female musicians before, like in all in one spot, and that's like the something that I noticed. But we still talked about music. We still it wasn't much different musically speaking. But what was different is I was maybe I felt I don't know what was really different. But when I came back from it, people were saying that my playing was a lot different.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Very, very interesting.
0: And Um, I think we'll move to the next question, which is um, what are the hardest parts of being a woman and what are
1: your favorite parts of being a woman? Hardest part of being a woman. Uh, I think the hardest hardest part about being a woman is I still think there are a lot of expectation that like is put on female, not to be like the musical, my fair lady, that lady has to be a certain way. It's not like that, but with all the things, all the issues that have, that finally came up to surface and having that time and being almost kind of center of the attention and and there's a certain expectation that we are expected to do as a woman now that even if it's not like they are expecting us to be a um yeah expecting to speak up for myself all the time, expect us to um. To be uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I the expectations of like what being a woman means to other people, like living up to those. Right?
1: Yeah, it's expectation to I guess this is there's expectations for males too. Huh. But are they more realistic? I guess it's different, but that doesn't mean not realistic Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for them. It's different.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I, okay, so, okay, here's a, okay, I'll answer. (laughs) The (laughs) typical part about being a woman is that we're expected to take in charge for a lot of our, uh, sort of, say, equality. Mm Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, equality means both female and male, both of them. And we have to work together. And sometimes it feels like it's my job, since I'm a female, my Mm -hmm. job to understand and overcome those obstacles. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like it should be... You know, some of the responsibility should fall on the group that is oppressive. <laughs> and they...
1: It's, yeah. Yeah. Not some, but it just... It should be. Right. It, it should be equally... A shared responsibility. Yeah. And especially if, if if you're the minority, isn't it the majority that has the power? And shouldn't they be the one right. that... Totally. Makes the changes. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it just can it can get a little bit exhausting. hmm I think. To be responsible for all these. And and I I am thankful there are a lot of people who are not female who are aware of these things and wants to take more charge and wants to be a part of. And, and it's sad that some people that are not even aware of it. Right. It, I, I respect the different opinions and it doesn't have, because some people have different opinions than I, I do, it doesn't mean they're wrong or anything, but at least they're aware of it. And that's like what is hard when some people are not aware of it. What Mm -hmm. they're doing, or Mm -hmm. yeah, the awareness. I think that's what I would say.
0: So, like on a more positive note, what's your favorite part of being a woman?
1: Favorite part of being woman? Uh, it's it's exciting to have the power to change something. At the same time, as much as I, we're the minority, and at least in my field, I'm the minority. I think now I'm just realizing I have to po- I have the power to make things change, for myself and you know and that's the starting point I would say like I, mm-hmm. I I'm starting to feel like I have the power to make changes.
0: Yeah, I mean that power does can feel a little bit like a burden, I suppose. Also,
1: yeah, it can. I think uh, I. So a lot of self work needs to be done. It's it's hard, but it's I have to believe in that I can do it, and it's exciting thing to be able to do it. I'm excited that people want to hear you, and not people, just even myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting, and uh, and yeah. <laughs>
0: So, is there anything you think the world needs to know about women?
1: The world? I mean, it's, it's the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a female that does the reproduction most of the times, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. And they say, I don't know, what do you think about the word mother nature? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that word does
0: suggest that women like are the
1: life givers of all things yeah uh good things about being a woman, I don't know I would just say that I don't know it's it's just exciting a lot a lot of things that we can do. I'm not being specific, I know <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, um, and there I think another exciting part is that there are a lot of support when I seek out for it. And the most important thing is it's just, I think at least for my career or like the field that I'm in, it's, I can't blame everything on me being a woman. You know, if anything, <clears throat> that could be a positive thing. Yeah,
0: there are also. some advantages to being the minority
1: in that case? There are some advantage of being minority. I think it gives us a story. Mm-hmm. It gives us a different kind of story. And it's very int- interesting. It's interesting that way. Mm-hmm. That's another positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that can be positive, yeah. And then, like, overcoming those facts and then not, you know, I don't want to blame negativities for me being a woman. Mm-hmm the negative that happens to me. I really don't want to do that. And I, you know, it's easy to do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. But overcoming those um, obstacles that may happen because of just purely gender reasons, and makes me stronger also. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I mean by going back to being able to have the power of making changes and being able to decide. It's because I was a one when I when I'm able to overcome one thing at a time. That's like when I learned to be stronger, mm-hmm. and I actually I'm thankful for those opportunities that I've had, even though it might have been harsh and hard at the time. It really made me a better person. Mm-hmm. So it goes both both, What's, what's difficult being a woman yeah maybe I'm when I'm going through those kind of times but it's good about being a woman because I went through that I am a more mature person
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely it makes you more resilient
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then it really makes me able to believe in myself because it makes me really really Because I'm the one that has to tell myself, like, yeah, I can do this. It doesn't matter what gender I am. Yeah, I can make music. I can play music. You know, people might want to, that attention people give me, I can turn it into my music. I can redirect that into music Mm -hmm. if if I'm a good musician. So And that only comes from just practicing. And it doesn't matter if I sit in front of a piano. It doesn't matter if I'm a male or female. Like, the piano doesn't care. -hmm. I like that. The piano doesn't care
0: about gender.
1: No, that really doesn't. Mm -hmm. The music doesn't care. I mean, it might reflect. It might reflect, and it might show some parts of, you know, who I am. Because I can't. I can't ignore it. That's just who I am. But even though the outcome through the piano or the music through the piano might be the showing, but piano really doesn't. They. It. Yeah. Um,
0: So who are some women that you admire? Oh, that's a hard question. There's so
1: many, but I've been really listening to a lot of female pianists. And I know I talked a lot about pianists, only there's so many other instrument players and singers and jazz musicians. They're not just pianists, but uh, that influenced me and influenced everyone. But I've been listening to a lot of, Female pianists and i it's not i 'm not just listening to them because they're female I like their music I do I really like their music um, I've been listening to Mary Lou Williams uh, she's also a teacher of Lonis monk that I mentioned earlier that I really mm-hmm. like his compositions and his music yeah uh, there's this one album called um Uh, there's this one album called F- Free Spirits, and um, and there's this track name Baby Man, mm-hmm. and I really like it. I mm-hmm. really like it. It makes me feel something. <laughs> and yeah, too bad she she's not with us. She's you know she's, I can't see her, but um and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Is I like she's a real like a soul. Mm-hmm. Piano, soul, soul soulful musician. Mm-hmm. And uh uh I like Rini Rosnes. I as I mentioned that I just saw her not too long ago. It might have been two days actually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing and I listened to her whole album um, that it's called Beloved of the Sky. Mm-hmm. It it came out recently. It came out two thousand eighteen. Uh, oh, okay. April, and she was playing a lot of um, tunes from the that album, and it it was really really awesome. And so, uh, yeah, I feel very inspired. Nice. Those. Yeah, so, that was a question, right? Cause yeah, who, yeah.
0: Well, who you most admire, so that works.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I really admire their work. And, you know, like, but looking at them, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, their music speaks for themselves. It doesn't matter if, if they're female or male. Like, I love their music. And people don't really look at her like, oh, she's a female pianist. People don't think about that, especially the people who she plays with. Hmm. You don't think about that. It's really just music. Hmm. And I admire that nothing else matters really.
0: So actually, at this point, we've approached the end of the episode. Um. So please tell my listeners if they would like to listen to your music, um, and if we're being on the lookout for your album, where should they be looking?
1: Oh, I have a website. It's just my full name, com. Uh, mm-hmm. It's spelled E-U-N-H-A-S-O dot com. Mm-hmm. And I'll, it'll be on there. Great. So we'll be on the lookout for that.
0: So, Una, thanks so much for being my guest on the show today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a really awesome experience. And yeah, it was really nice to talk about these things. Absolutely.
0: I think we had a really good conversation. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. So listeners, if you're looking to get in touch with Womankind, you can find me at Womankind Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can email me at www. – or no, you can come to my website at www.womankindpodcast.com or email me at womankindpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends.